The content presented in this podcast is intended solely for inspirational purposes and is not health advice. The information shared is not to be construed as psychological advice or treatment provided by health professionals. It's crucial you consult with qualified healthcare providers for any specific psychological concerns or medical conditions, and you're encouraged to exercise your own judgment and discretion when interpreting and implementing any ideas or suggestions presented in this podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Sisterhood Downloads. I am your host, Jacqueline Byrne. And I'm Juliet Thompson. And we are so excited to have you join us as we explore how women can truly thrive with reflection, connection, and community. I am a clinical psychotherapist. And I'm a psychologist and coach, and we are both mothers of young children, as well as being entrepreneurs. We are thrilled you've joined us here at The Sisterhood Downloads. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sisterhood Downloads. I am here with the wonderful Juliet Thompson. How are you, Jules? I am cold, but I'm warming up. It's very cold here in Sydney, but we're lucky enough to be in your office. We haven't recorded from here before, have we? It's a it's a first, it's a milestone happening here for you today and <laughs> it is a cozy space. That was one of my my missions to make it cozy and snug so I hope it it fulfills its its vision for us today. So what are we talking about today? Today we are speaking about something that is a a great love and important practice to me, something I work a lot with clinically, which is the practice of journaling. And many people have heard about journaling. They're aware of the idea of keeping a journal or having a journal practice. But I do find there's a lot of misunderstandings about what it is and how to be able to access it in a helpful, approachable way that ends up giving people results that are beneficial. Yeah, it's really easy to get that image of, you know, a 90s movie with a nine-year-old saying, Dear Diary, today so-and-so was mean to me or we went and played on the swing. You know, that that is, I think, one of the first images that comes to mind when you talk about journaling as a as a quite a juvenile process did, did that come up for you as well yes I think a lot of people see it as almost something childlike like yeah. having a, a, a little sparkly diary with a, a lock and key I think the truth is a lot of us find approaching journaling really difficult mm. it's like meditation it's like therapy it's like a lot of things that are going to call us into contacting conversations within ourselves or parts of ourselves that are quite confronting we don't necessarily feel like doing it or feel like it's going to be helpful and because it's in an isolated fashion we are journaling just with ourselves and us alone maybe there's a piece of trust around it too like do I have the skills do I have the space within myself to go into whatever might come up if I put pen to paper and be with the aftermath of that I really agree with this idea of that journaling can be quite a confronting process. I mean, we're not selling it very well, but <laughs> it can be fairly confronting in that it's you and your thoughts, as you said. Yeah, I think it'd be nice for us today to try and demystify it, destigmatize it, and, and really explain why we feel that it can be such a powerful tool to increase self-awareness, number one, and number two, be with and process emotions and experiences. For you, Jacqueline, when you're um, explaining the process of journaling to the people you work with, where do you start? 
I do like to highlight that both speaking and writing have in common that they are processes which slow down our thinking because when we're thinking in our own minds by ourselves, that process actually happens extremely rapidly. So we're not even having complete thoughts where we're jumping from a whole sequence of ideas to another sequence of ideas. It's very entrenched. We're re-imprinting patterns that we're having the same thoughts we've had 10,000 times before. You cannot write and you also cannot speak as fast as you can think. So that can also happen in therapy. When you talk to a therapist about how you're feeling, you might hear yourself say it out loud for the first time. And because it takes longer to get the words out than it would to think them, you might have the opportunity of insight to interrupt your own assumptions with insight and increased awareness. And the same thing happens when we when we write it down on paper, that by the time we complete the sentence, we've written it out, we have had enough space to consider a different perspective but also see, like actually read back and see on the page what we're saying about ourselves, about the situation, about somebody else, and consider whether we actually agree with that in full or there might be another perspective or there might be an alternative, which again, if we're just thinking about it and ruminating on it, we often don't have enough time to because our brains have have jumped 10 steps ahead. That is so uh, true. I really find that when I journal, in the first couple of lines when I start, I get this sense of frustration that I can't write as quickly as I'm thinking. But that is healing in itself because when you commit to finishing what you're saying in a sentence, it does slow it down enough to really think through what you've said. So that's something I experience for myself. And just speaking to this idea of the brain being very fast I think that that's why people can listen to podcasts, for instance. I listen to podcasts on one and a half speed and sometimes double speed because you you actually can absorb and process information very quickly. When I'm really trying to take on the meaning of, of a podcast, then I'll slow it down. Mm. But I think that just speaks to the power of how quickly we can process and think things through. But it comes with the uh, unfortunate increase in the likelihood of having automatic thoughts that go unchallenged, unhelpful thoughts that we haven't stopped to question, essentially. I'm so struck by that because I was thinking about how in many ways with our partners, with the people we know best, we almost put them on one and a half speed. And when we're talking to them, when we're hearing them, we're like, I know what you're going to say. I know where that's going. You're going to repeat that story you've told me before. And so we already write the ending and our curiosity, our awareness about them might be might be missed. It's, yeah. it's really fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's an amazing point to, to start off with, that there is something profound about having to slow down enough and write. So when, when you're encouraging someone to begin the process of journaling, what starting tips do you usually mm. give? For many people, it is very confronting, overwhelming to sit in front of a blank page. So I do love using journal prompts. There's some beautiful books with journal prompts. There's infinite resources online. But just having a theme either to speak about or a specific question can be a really useful starting point. Or even for people that are particularly time poor, just the intention of writing down a sentence a day or bullet pointing your journaling can be very useful. It doesn't necessarily have to be an hour long stream of consciousness 
experience and there's a lot that can come from that if you are able to do that but it can also be something that's just very quick there is more efficacy around handwritten journaling than typing but if all that you had available was to jot some notes into your phone or to have a document open on your computer which you could do five minutes in between something at work or on a lunch break that's certainly better than nothing and it still has many of the availability of the benefits that we've spoken to so far great i think this is what is highlighted to me right now there is many different ways you can journal and some ways have more structure around them than others so one way that i've been heavily influenced by is julia cameron's artist's way Uh, so that's a book that we'll link to and it encourages people to sit down every morning before they've started their day so yes you can have a cup of coffee or you know go the loo or whatever but sit down and spend x amount of time or a couple of pages she actually says three pages of time writing a stream of consciousness and it doesn't matter what the content is it's the process of it that can be really powerful and that process is being really forced to be aware of the chatter of your mind where is your mind at today what what is its favorite stories today and when you are able to see those stories there is this beautiful sometimes not always there's sometimes there's this beautiful experience of I'm having meta awareness coming above the process of being in those thoughts and words and seeing the bigger picture of what of what you're saying or where you are. So really simply put, let's say you spend three pages talking about all the things that have pissed you off. Sitting back, you can have that experience of going, wow, I have a lot of anger at the moment, right? And that sounds really simple, but it can be very profound in really isolating what's going on, making space for it and working through it. Mm, that's beautiful yes I like to use journaling to enhance the ability to see things from other perspectives including other perspectives within ourselves so writing back to an experience from the the point of view of a part of you maybe your anxiety telling the story of what just happened or a younger version of yourself telling the story of what just happened or a part of you that you're wanting to cultivate like um, self-compassion could write back to the experience and that is really wonderful because it helps you have a rehearsal a practice space for building something that you're wanting to create as a stronger influence in your life I love that you can also externalize that to the other people too like what would my boss have said about the situation or if you've had an argument with your partner you could write about what just happened from your partner's perspective but I did want to pick up on something you shared about the reflective piece because sometimes journaling isn't always helpful and if we don't know how to journal sometimes I talk about journaling up or journaling down usually most people will find if they've had an opportunity to complete a journal process there is something beneficial that naturally occurs they either feel calmer they feel clearer about what happened it feels more resolved because they've processed it or maybe they even have an insight or an idea of what they can do but sometimes it can be that they feel more worked up and more unsettled because they've relived 
an experience and they still don't know where to go from it and now it's just all fresh and aggravated. And I think with that, that usually happens when we haven't been able to be in a space where other parts of us are awake enough, active enough to give insight. And maybe that is partly checking into your intuition of whether it's helpful to journal and sometimes maybe it isn't maybe you just need distraction at that time maybe you need something else to come down a little bit and then journaling would be helpful but there might be particular questions you can ask yourself as well at the end of a journaling if you don't feel very good about where it's landing such as the next step I'm going to take will be or what I just want to remind myself about this for now is or where my values would lead me to from here would be. And and that might be, for example, if you know something like connection or compassion or kindness is particularly important to you, that could still look so many different ways. It doesn't mean you suppress your feelings and kindness is the other person getting their way. It might just be kindness is letting myself feel this for the next few days and seeing, seeing where I land then. But those can be useful signposts when we feel the journaling itself hasn't really prompted us to move into another space. I think what's coming to my mind as you talk is the importance of differentiating the types of journaling because what you're speaking to there is a very uh, reflective type of journaling that has the aim of perhaps emotional processing or perspective taking and maybe someone's going to be able to use that more as a response to difficult emotions and I think that sort of journaling is actually quite different now that we're talking through it to the Julia Cameron's way of a scheduled time of thought awareness because the Julia Cameron way after three pages you stop right and 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 she says don't keep going to prevent that rumination etc and you're not necessarily going to feel any better after doing the Julia Cameron way so she talks about in her book how for the first month one of the her students just hated it hated it completely and she said just keep on going and then after a couple of weeks something just clicked and opened up enormous creativity for this person and I guess that's also coming back to the reason why she is putting journaling on the table she's talking about creativity right but For me, there's a really beautiful um, interlock between creativity and different perspective taking and understanding and awareness. Do you sense this really, actually we're talking about quite separate ways to journal and both can be really important. What comes to your Mm, mind? That's a really good pickup. It It is quite nuanced and that might be an important question to ask yourself is what is my intention coming into journaling? Is it to work on my mindset or become more creative? Am I using this as a therapeutic tool, as a self-support tool? Or it could even be something like stress management, which might be more bullet point journaling of this is what I I was able to complete today that was in line with my mm. mission, my vision for gratitude. my life and my business or gratitude, yeah. cultivating different practices to try and achieve different outcomes. Yeah. And that that is 
very important to be aware of. Who would have thought that there actually could be so much nuance to journaling? I think that is such an important takeaway from today is that there is different types of journaling with different functions and maybe you want to do all three. I'd really encourage anyone who is interested in becoming really aware in a scheduled way around their thoughts and maybe uh, maximising their creativity to pick up Julia Cameron's book and to start that process. She explains it in a really nice, simple, approachable way and that's making time usually in the morning for, for three pages. And then also to have a think about gratitude journaling or solution focused journaling and then also emotional processing journaling that might include prompts that you were talking about earlier. And a beautiful resource for that is Stephanie Dowrick's Creative Journaling, which has lots of prompts and different ways of approaching journaling, which are more in that emotional, self-soothing support category. I'm yeah. so glad we got to talk about this today, Juliet. It's um, it's a practice that I really appreciate, and I was excited to share with viewers. I often say to people, I think it's the next best thing often to therapy. In therapy, one of the processes that happen is is making space, unconditional accepting space for whatever needs to occur. <clears throat> obviously within boundaries but uh you know that is that same sense in in journaling often is a total acceptance of what comes out on the page that's actually a really important part of this often people feel that they're silly or this idea of someone watching them and I really encourage people to acknowledge that and put it to the side and and remind yourself that nothing you put down is silly and no one needs to be reading this you can burn it afterwards Mm. you can throw it in the bin you can do whatever you like but there is something powerful about having the complete freedom to explore whatever you need to on that page as you would in a treatment therapy space Mm. so that's something to think about when you're approaching creating that reflective space for yourself And what we will do is pop up on our Instagram page some journal prompts that Juliet and I have created for you so that you'll be able to tap back into that and use that as a starting point if journaling is something you'd like to explore. Fabulous. Until next time.